Money talk, save your breath, save your peace of mind. Deposit plus signs, they're not unwind. Words to the wise, don't gotta be suits and ties. We're living in the time where every move is scrutinized. At the Welcome to Money Talks, a series where we talk to financial advisors and business managers that represent professional athletes. Money Talks gives us behind the scenes expertise on how athletes can be frugal from the expert's perspective. I'm your host, Amobi Okugo. On this episode, we have Ed Kastner. Ed Kastner serves as vice president at one of the largest insurance firms in the nation. He provides insurance solutions across the board for professional athletes as they see fit. You know, growing up, I've always thought insurance is, you know, just in case something happens. But Ed Kastner is able to dive in and really give us um, the nuts and bolts of what it really means um, in order to protect yourself from an insurance standpoint and the many different things and how you can use insurance for your overall benefit. So make sure you tune in. Wonderful episode. And before you tune in, please leave a review, subscribe, do what you got to do. Thank you. How you doing, Ed? Thank you for joining the podcast. Really appreciate having you. Um, let's just start and get right into it. Can you give us like some backstory? Give us a little bit about yourself. Certainly. Yeah, I'm a uh, property and casualty insurance agent uh, currently with McGriff Insurance. I serve the elite clients, so high net worth, ultra high net worth, entertainment and athlete clients, uh, right business all over the country. Um, because dealing in that elite client space, our clients aren't just, you know, your local client. Most of them have multiple houses, multiple cars, and, and, and they're throughout the entire country, not just right in your backyard. So I've uh, been doing that now for about, uh, what, almost 14 years, I think, I've been in the insurance business, something like that. That's amazing. So how did you get into the insurance business? Because in the financial industry, there's so many different facets. What made you choose insurance? Uh, so I was, I'll say recruited by a good buddy of mine who was president of an insurance agency with like nine or 10 offices. And I quickly gathered the fact that you only started zero once and that you can continue to build a book of business on top of it. So you never start at zero again. And I really, really like that fact. That's amazing. And can we, like, can we dive into insurance a little bit? Because from my perspective, I'm always thinking about insurance like, you know, I use insurance in case shit happens, but there's way more to it than that. So can you like dive in, give us an explanation of, you know, why it's so important, why it's such a big factor in, you know, money management and financial services, different things like that? Absolutely. And first, I'm going to I'm going to do the disclaimer. Um, every state has different regulations. Even every area of a given state potentially has different um, uh, regulations, insurance uh, language. This is pretty general. Take none of what I say to be specific gospel. Um, so check with an insurance agent if you have any questions afterward about a specific um, uh, statement that I made or your situation, please get in contact with me. We are going to talk in very generic terms um, because it does, you know, vary so much between Florida, California, New York. I mean, you're talking vastly different. So um, when you look at insurance, we're trying to protect an asset and make you whole if disaster happens, whether it's fire whether it's, uh, you know, a car accident, 
And one of the biggest things is liability insurance. And so many times people's like, oh, I got full coverage. And full coverage just means you have comp and collision on your car, but you could still have very low limits of liability and not be properly protected. So especially when you look at high net worth, ultra high net worth, entertainment and athlete clients, liability because of the financial assets that they have, we try to make sure that we protect all those financial assets that are not creditor asset protected. So we will do not just liability on the auto, but we'll have a discussion about an umbrella policy, which is an excess liability policy to further protect. So again, whether it's home, auto, jewelry, yachts, jets, uh, if it's if there's an insurable interest and there's an asset, then we want to make sure it's protected. Oh, thank you so much for the rundown. Um, that explains a lot, especially like in the athletes um, case, for example. I think um, there's an athlete recently that just got robbed of his jewelry. So in this case, yep. this is where insurance comes in handy because. You know, you never know what can happen when it comes to uh, your valuable possessions. And, and, and the problem is in today's day and age, everybody looks at, I shouldn't say everybody because that's a very generic statement, but a lot of people look at athletes and insurance companies, as far as that goes, as an ATM. So if something happens, they're like, ooh, wait, let me go try to get it. And with Google now, if you're in an accident or even if you meet somebody out at a bar and, and then they go back to your place in the case of the, of the theft of the jewelry, and then you wake up the next morning and your jewelry's gone, that's a big problem. They mm -hmm. looked at that entity as an ATM as a way of getting money. No different than if all of a sudden I get rear-ended. And, and I get out, and by law, we have to, sh you know, the police will at least exchange information with us. I Google, next thing I know, if, if I'm staring at, a, you know, a guy who's, you know, oh, wait, he makes $8 million a year. Next thing you know, the client's like, oh, man, my neck really hurts. Let's <laughs> Everything hurts. <laughs> let's get an attorney involved and see how much money we can get. And the problem is that's just. It's not right, but it's just how society is. So our job is to make sure that in the case of an athlete rear-ending somebody, it's his insurance carrier paying the claim, not them financially, out of their own pocket. That's that's smart. Uh, I, I feel like I liken it to, like, you know, boxers when they say, protect yourself at all, all times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we're basically trying to keep the gloves up all the time for clients. <laughs> so can we can, can yeah. we talk about uh, one thing I found interesting is, you know, when athletes are like in the last year of their contracts or even athletes at the, the college level and they know they're going to go to the draft and they um, do like the liability insurance, like kind of to protect themselves just in case their stock falls. Can you explain that? Yeah, so the. Yeah, they're picking up a loss of value, uh, basically a, a, a disability policy, but it's a loss of value policy. Um, we actually right now with uh, NBA free agency just kicking into high gear, we've already had some conversations with some guys about picking up total disability policies, but as well those coming into a contract year or athletes coming out of college, they have a set value. If all of a sudden, let's say they're riding a bike and they, and they fall off the bike and they tear an ACL, they've just had a significant loss of value 
after the incident than before it. So yes, uh, there are ways to ensure loss of value, uh, and it's quite popular in case something happens to where a contract that was being anticipated or a value of a contract being anticipated that doesn't come through, you truly do have a loss of value due to an accident, an illness, or something like that. Okay. Yeah, because I, I always found that interesting because, you you know, you're betting on yourself, but you're at the same time, you're, you know, preparing for the worst case scenario. Well, now you're hedging the bet on yourself. And what's funny is, actually, I shouldn't say it's funny, but what's interesting is I've had conversations with sports agents about clients coming into a contract year and the sports agent taking a policy, a disability or loss of value policy out on the player because they have a major insurable interest as well. If I'm due to get, you know, let's say I'm in the first – the last year of my rookie contract mm-hmm. and I'm about ready to go from, let's say a million a year to 30 million a year to an agent. In a lot of cases, you're talking about 29 million at 5% or let's use round numbers about 1.4 to 1.5 million. You can actually insure that 1.4, 1.5 million because they have an insurable interest because contracts have gotten so big that now for an agent, if they lose a, lose a guy or a guy loses value, it's financially not catastrophic, but can be financially significant to the agent. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of it like that in that sense. That's, that's, that's an yeah. interesting point. That's a really interesting yep. point. So as athletes, you know, depending on, you know, whether you're going to be a first round, if I'm a big contract, if I'm on a, a rookie contract, you know, guaranteed, non-guaranteed, is there different levels of insurance that I should look into depending on, you know, my, my financial playbook? So your situation. Yeah. And that's a conversation one to have with a, a wealth advisor or financial advisor um, who really knows that space and knows what they're doing. Um, Because a lot of times we'll sit down and say, okay, from an insurance standpoint, what are we trying to accomplish? Because that's really what we're trying to do. What are we trying to accomplish, and how do we put together a policy that um, that, that makes that happen and, and, and enables that process to occur? So in the case of, let's say, you just sign a, a rookie contract guaranteed for the next four years, well, you're really it's a guaranteed contract whether you get hurt or not. Now, the last year of that contract, then – you may want to pick up a uh, temporary, like a temporary total disability policy, or with a loss of value rider on it. Um, you can always do a, a a a a temporary total or permanent disability policy um, as an athlete anyway, just in case. But if you look at like NFL, where a lot of contracts aren't guaranteed, disability insurance becomes a lot more. Um, I'll say significant and important than let's say you signed a six year uh, NBA deal that's fully guaranteed, in which case now the money's fully guaranteed. We may not have to go down that road or it may not be as important. Okay, I see. So in your opinion, how much of money management is peace of mind and protecting your head start? You know, as athletes, you get all this capital at a young age and how much of it is like investing and growth and compound interest. 
Well, I, I am not a, a financial advisor or wealth manager, but I can tell you from what I've seen from the insurance side and dealing in that sports entertainment space as long as I have, in most cases, the wealth manager is really trying to do wealth preservation mm -hmm. because in many cases, the athlete will make far more on the field than they will off the field. Um, even even in my case as an insurance agent and investing in the market, odds are on a yearly basis, I will make more as an insurance agent than what my gains will be in the market. So a lot of it is wealth preservation. How do we make sure that that doesn't go away? When you look at like divorce, potentially there goes 50% of your money right out the door. Mm -hmm. If in a car accident and you're not properly insured, Next thing you know, you could be sued for several million dollars and you could have a lot of, of your um, assets and equity go right out the door. So there, there's a lot of conversation and we talk a lot about the athlete's board of advisors. So their agent, their, their business manager slash CPA, their wealth manager, their insurance agent, their attorney, um, and setting up properly to where Things are certain amounts of money or credit or asset protected. What's not credit or asset protected, we want to make sure we insure properly. So if anything happens, they're good on that front. So literally, it's, it, it is. It's the trust and estate attorney. It's the CPA. It's the wealth manager. It's the insurance agent all communicating to make sure that we fulfill and put together the best plan for the client to make sure that they are uh, made whole in a case of a disastrous situation or that they are protected as good as possible. Oh, that's an amazing answer. And audience, I would just like to remind you that Ed is an insurance agent. This podcast is strictly for educational, informational content. So make sure if you take any advice, reach out to him, reach out to your personal wealth advisor, money manager, um, you know, we're not trying to get sued. This is all informational, trying to spread the good word and increase financial literacy. Um, Amen. Thank you no, no for that problem. caveat, because I am not giving any financial advice, period. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you, you've worked over 15 years in the, you know, insurance space. What are some trends that you see, um, like from when you first started to now? Obviously, the contracts are getting big, bigger. And obviously, you know, I feel like athletes are, you know, are stepping into, I don't want to say the entre entrepreneurial space, but like doing more things outside of the, you know, regular mom and pop shops or, you know, auto dealerships. They're doing more with their money. So can you talk about some of the trends that you're seeing and how your business has kind of shifted or evolved from that? You'd be glad to. So, and, and you're exactly correct. Athletes are becoming more diverse. Um, earlier on in their career. It's, it's off the field interests, it's foundations. There's a lot of different things that come into play. And the key is, is having the conversations. I mean, if we can get them to talk, you know, with their, again, with their board of advisors to where we're like, okay, you have this foundation. Does the foundation have a GL policy? Let's make sure we put that in place. So he's got general liability for the foundation. If there's an event, we, you know, let's say they're putting on a camp. Next thing you know, well, let's do an event policy to make sure we limit the liability of, of, the, of the athlete in that case. 
Um, Pass-through corps are becoming more and more popular, obviously, because of endorsement deals and for tax purposes, um, you know, because now they can't, you know, their, their agent fees currently aren't tax deductible like they used to be. So there, it's always a changing landscape on interest, um, on, on how they conduct business, on the different items that they're looking at. And the biggest key is for us, you know, for me as an insurance agent is to know what's going on so that we can at least guide them. I mean, we can't make decisions, but this way we can give them the best advice possible and guide them through the process. And, and it's not always, I had a client a few weeks ago that uh, was making a move and, and there were some logistical issues and I literally did not have the best fit for the client. However, I reviewed another option and said, yes, that is a great option. Take it. And because sometimes as good as we think we are, somebody might have a niche product that you don't have that makes sense. So as we go through this now, I spend a lot of time, again, asking a lot of questions, trying to gather as much information as possible. And then with all their different interests, you know, I have to become a little more versed in that space as well. It's always an educational, you know, situation. So if somebody's like, yeah, you know what, I'm looking more for the VC private equity groups. Do you know of anybody? Well, you don't want to say, no, I don't know anybody. Here's two or three, check, you know, here's two or three, check them out. And I think, you know, athletes and entertainers are becoming more and more savvy, but at the same time, more and more becoming inquisitive and not having the right resources um, that they should to help walk them along the way. Classic case in point is Ashton Kutcher. And, and, and Ashton and I spoke um, at an event in Los Angeles, and he said, look, he goes, I bypassed on Uber the first two rounds. <laughs> and he says, when I, and, and he goes, third, third, third round I got in. But he said when he sat down with really, really smart business people, he talked very little and took a lot of notes and asked a lot of questions because it's outside of his realm of expertise. And the key that he said was he got around some really good people who were willing to walk him through that process and educate him. And now he is far more educated than what it was in the beginning. And it is kind of a mentorship program, you know, that, that these guys need to make sure they align with the right people, because if you're aligned with the wrong people, you know, huge financial catastrophic issues occur. No. I think you're exactly right. I think you brought up a lot of great points in terms of athletes. It's almost like, you know, you're a rookie. You know, you want to latch on to the, to the veteran that's done it all. And now you got to use that in your off-the-field ventures as well. You know, I remember when I did a charity event, and I didn't even know that you needed insurance, you know, for the kids that you um, are trying to help out. You know, you, these are little things that, you know, Either someone's done it before you or someone knows someone that can help you in that process. You know, as athletes, we always think that we can do it all on ourselves, um, but it's important. Team sports, everyone wins if you guys are all going towards this, um, towards a attainable goal. And uh, you really just brought up some great points. Um, speaking of Ashton Kutcher, someone who's probably one of the more famous um, celebrity in investors, how he, you know, he didn't come into the gates saying he knew it all. He was willing to learn willing to, you know, get on the ropes and really dive into it before he made, um, you know, a lot of good money in uh, some of his deals. Exactly. And, you know, let's face it, so many times athletes are great at what they do. 
if you look at a you know if, if you look at a, a, a soccer player and you put me in a profession let's say you on on the field together i'm going to look like an extreme novice and i'm going to know it and i to get better i'm going to have to hire people and coaches and practice and take advice from people who know what they're doing no different from if we you know sat around talking insurance you would be the novice and but if you wanted to get in that business you would have to connect and hire co- not hire coaches but potentially hire coaches or, or have a mentor who's going to walk you through and teach you that business. And I think coming from a place where athletes and entertainers have been really good at what they do doesn't automatically translate into, oh, that, I'm, a, I'm a great you know, soccer player. I'm going to be a great business person. There's a learning curve and years of practice that, go into play, that, that, that come into play into that. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell with the 10,000-hour rule when he talks about the tipping point, you know, 10,000 hours is basically the rule to become extremely proficient borderline slash expert at something. If you're, if you haven't put 10,000 hours into building businesses or vetting businesses or that kind of thing, you're not an expert and you just got to understand that. That's true. So what's one thing you would leave with the audience today? You know, we have professional athletes that listen to this. We have wealth advisors, money managers, people involved in the sports industry. What's one takeaway um, from this podcast? You know, we have you on a great conversation. I learned a lot. Uh, what's one thing that you would tell the, the audience? Uh, I'm going to say this. I'll be honest with you. Being in the industry, it amazes me how, how many times I get refer an athlete or entertainer client, and they are woefully underinsured for some reason. And so literally it's the nice thing is insurance, even just to review policies and stuff like that, it's, it's a free, it's free until you buy the policy. And so from that standpoint, having a review every couple of years and and another set of eyes, take a look at a situation is always a good thing. So if you go direct, I mean, like there's athletes out there, younger ones that go direct, seek counsel from a good insurance agent. If there's wealth managers out there, do your client a favor, get that reviewed because you have a fiduciary responsibility to your client. And if they're underinsured, that technically could come back in a lawsuit against you. So my thing is from, from an insurance standpoint, make sure you get a couple sets of eyes on it, get somebody who knows what they're doing and how to protect the client. And then this way you put the client in the best situation possible. Oh, I think that's amazing. It's like, you know, it's like when you're on the field, you know, you got to do your warm up, you got to do your prehab so you can avoid yourself from injury on the field. And then after you got to do recovery and just like you do it on the field, you got to do it with outside life, um, outside, um, outside off the field, off the court. Um, I love that. I got to I got to ask one question. One last question. I'm not even sure if you're allowed to speak on it, you know, uh, client, client privilege, but what's the one thing that, you know, whether high net worth individuals, athletes, what's one thing that one thing that needs to be insured that like kind of goes unnoticed or like what's the weirdest thing that's been insured? Uh, you know, I'm trying to pry. I'm not sure if I can, but I just want I was just interested. Um, so it's amazing how little um, jewelry is actually insured in a lot of cases. Um, you know, once they build up a decent jewelry collection, then obviously they insure it, but it's, 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 
to me, it's amazing how many times like a guy might have five to $20,000 worth of jewelry and not insure it. Now, the weirdest thing I've insured. Oh man. Um, I, there's, I, I got a client who has an amphibious vehicle that will go on land and water. Oh, um, that's and, crazy. And I got that insured, which is actually really kind of, that was a little different. I wasn't used to that. So, um, yeah, but I mean, you know, that's one of the reasons why, I, you know, I, I solely focus on that elite client space because the conversations are just different. You know, uh, somebody starts having artwork that's touring. How do you handle that? And that's pretty cool to sit back and talk to curators and museums and say, okay, this is where it's going to go. What's the security around it? And all the caveats that come with it, it's actually, it, it's a lot of fun to do. So I, I, I love what I do. It's kind of fun. That's amazing. So where can we find you? Um, what's your information for the, uh, any of the audience that wants to connect with you um, in a more professional conversation? No, that'd be great. Uh, LinkedIn is fantastic. You can just, you know, Ed Kastner uh, Insurance, and I think I'll be the first or the only one that comes up on LinkedIn. Um, you can call me or text me. My cell number is 239-822-0212. Or you can send me an email. You can email me at e. Well, I was going to spell out my name. Actually, we'll make it easy. You can email me at my Gmail account, which is ed, so ed0869 at gmail.com. Perfect. And uh, and listeners, that will all be in the show notes. Uh, we want to thank Ed for coming on to the podcast. Uh, full of gems. What a great interview. Got to learn a lot. Um, key takeaways. Protect yourself at all times. Make sure you have a great team. And, you know, minimize your risk. Um, thank you, Ed. Uh, we'll let you go. Enjoy your 4th of July week. And uh, have a great day. Thanks, Amobi. Appreciate you having me on. Keep up the great work. This is a valuable service uh, to all the people who listen because of what you put out there in the content. So, so I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. No, have a great day, sir. You too. Take care.